episode 18 of the Girls in Movement podcast. Our guest today is a founder of a company called Premier Property and has a wealth of knowledge and experience within the property industry. I've read that this individual was financially free at 23, which for me is mind-blowing and I would love to find out more about that. But I personally want to know more about not only building Premier Property, but more around the mentoring he's had and the mentoring he provides. So without further ado, I welcome Cam Devedi. How are you, Cam? Hi, Polly. That's a very nice introduction. Thank you very much for that. No worries. Um, so, Cam, my first question to you would be, where did it all start? Did you always know you wanted to work in property um, or was it something else? Well, we, we, when we actually started, when I started, I started at the age of, age of 18. But there was a sequence of events that led up to that. Um, I was brought up by my grandmother. So I mentioned that because um, she was the most inspiring person. She's not with me anymore, but she was the most inspiring person in my life. Um, and um, I've dedicated my book to her. So if you can imagine, imagine uh, a 23-year-old uh, lady, um, you know, olive color skin, beautiful brown eyes. Imagine her then uh, with two children, one child of four years old and one um, not born yet, which was my mom. So she was six months pregnant with my mum when her husband died at the age of 23. Now imagine that woman back in 1943. Yeah. Then imagine her from a city into a rural background where, if you're like me, you know that everybody knows everyone's business. And then imagine that woman in 1943 in a rural environment in the north of Punjab. So that was my nan. And um, you know, we're talking about mentors and, and inspiring and um, like I say, she was the most inspiring woman to me because every time, you know, I'd come home, she looked after me and every time I'd come home and I'd say, oh, there's this challenge or there's this problem or this happened or the viewing didn't go right. Or, um, and then she'd tell me one of her challenges, her problems. Yeah. And, you know, situations like where you know, she had a choice of feeding herself, her son or her daughter, but she only had enough for one person. Yeah. And straight away, you know, that's so inspiring because you think, well, I haven't really got, I haven't really got a challenge. Actually, we're pretty good. So, yeah, it's just really... You know, these types of inspiring people um, uh, in my life, um, my nan, like I say, uh, you know, really help to build resilience um, over a little bit of time. So things to think about, right? Yeah. That resilience. Mm. Perfect. So I started at the age of 18, yeah. So, so you, did you start coming up property at kind of the age of 18? And how did it start? Was it, was it you on your own or did you have a small team around you? Well, keeping it honest with you, having an honest conversation, at the time I was actually studying. And um, I didn't really have a proper job. I've never really had a proper job. And I, I was dabbling. I was dabbling in property. I didn't really have a, like we have now, we have systems and processes and procedures. And, you know, we have a, a really good, some really good hacks on how you can really move forward and make things work, even where people think that they can't make, uh, make them work. But I've, le- I, I've learned this over time. And, um, you know, I dabble, like I say, in property at the age of 18. And, um, you know, that, that's how it uh, re- really started. It wasn't, there wasn't a conscious thought. There wasn't a tactical plan or anything like that. Sure. Um, and um, keeping the conversation honest with you, one of the reasons I, I got into property was the fact that um, I saw my um, for-to-be wife. And I saw her. I was 23 years old. She was 20 years old. 
and at university and I thought this is the girl I'm going to marry I love it. <laughs> I don't know, you know, if the guy's listening, I ever on a mission. Um, you know, if you're on a mission, I was on a mission. But the thing is, I had to prove to her brothers, the two brothers, of course, right? Which is yeah. the right, right thing to do. But uh, I was worthy of her. And um, I had to prove it to her father. So I thought, you know what? I haven't got a proper job. Why don't I start a business? Yeah. I'll be a businessman. So that was how it all actually started. <laughs> there's always a good reason there's always love in there somewhere so yeah I love that um so was um I suppose like most businesses it's not always smooth sailing um what would you say were the sort of challenges around premier property when you were first starting out especially being so young as well yeah there was a, there was a lot of challenges uh there was a lot of challenges uh and the sort of key challenges were first of all um I was actually too young so first of all, there, there wasn't people that would believe that, um, you know, we, we, can, we can actually do this. So I remember actually going up to a commercial property, first commercial property that I bought. And um, the owner of the property, was, it was actually a shop. And uh, I went in there and uh, being young and naive, um, which I actually learned naivety is quite good because it keeps you refreshed and it keeps your mind open. Yeah. I just went in there and I said, actually, I want to buy your property. And he looked at me and he said, uh, why don't you just go home? So, <laughs> you know, that was his answer. So I had to take my uncle with me to say, no, he is serious. He does want to buy this property. Um, and at that time, there wasn't a lot of money. So, you know, there was no silver spoon. Um, it was a case of being um, creative and using the resources the best that you could to piece things together. And, uh, you know, that was one of the challenges. Uh, the other challenge was, uh, you know, we didn't have what we have right now. We didn't have people sharing really good information. Yeah. Um, in the property world, let's be honest, people quite, can be quite sharky. They keep things to themselves sometimes. Um, developers want to, you know, quite rightly, you know, they've got their own business. They don't, they don't want to share their IP. No. So it's quite refreshing, you know, when you find people for whatever reason. Maybe it's just they want to inspire people like you and me, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they want to just, just want to help people, right? Because they want to, because they can. Um, and um, I didn't have any of that. Um, in fact, I was looking for mentors. I didn't even know what the word mentor meant. So I was like, I'm looking for somebody who's done what I'm doing, who's maybe five years, ten years ahead, you yeah. know, who's, who's been through what we're doing. And so, oh, so I went to, a, I remember going to North London um, uh, to an accountant um, um, and uh, it's an Orthodox uh, uh, Jewish chap, really, really lovely chap. And he said, so you're looking for a mentor. And I said, what's a mentor? <laughs> well, exactly what you're asking for. I said, oh, okay. And um, so, you know, there, there, there was a number of challenges finding the information. I would say that was uh, one of the key ones. But, you know, people have this right now. Yeah, of course. And um, how does, um, so, so you're obviously working with kind of um, individuals kind of need mentoring around I suppose whether they want to buy their first property or they want to get kind of built become financially through property so how does it work does someone just inquire and say look I want to work with Cam I want to learn the trade and what's that sort of journey that they go on well there's actually a five-step process that people work through uh, on their journey when it comes to getting to know you and it's kind of an internal gauge and um, I'm happy to share this with you so people that are listening in right now if you can think about this and this journey, uh, you know, people will go through naturally. So the first part of the journey is they're asking in their head, who are you? That's the first question. Obviously, we're polite. People are generally polite, and, and that's totally fine. So they're not going to probably say it to, your, you know, to, to you, to your face. But internally, they're thinking, well, who, who actually are you? So that's where it, the journey starts. And you can actually gauge this. The second step, then, is that they are actually interested in you. So as you get to know them over a conversation, over 30 minutes, so over an hour, um, they go, actually, you know what, you're, you're, you're very interesting. Yeah. And from that interest, the next step they go through to is um, the fact that they, they, they assess it and they say, well, actually, I believe you. 
I believe what you've got is really good. Now, once you've got to that belief phase, um, it then is about delivering whatever it is that you want to deliver. So if you're in business, whether it's a startup, whether that's IT, it's actually you know, coming up with a plan that you want to implement. Um, you know, and if you're listening in, yeah, maybe you're, you know, you're quite young and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're learning right now, you're at, you're at school or you're at uni or where, wherever you are. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say age doesn't really matter. Get on, you can get on with it. You absolutely can do this. Um, and um, just deliver what you promise. Just, that's all you have to do. Yeah. Come up with a plan and make it happen. Once you deliver, then people go into the fourth phase, of, which is I know you. And um, when people know you, at that point, the, the gates open up, the doors are open, you know, everyone comes on in, the curtain moves out of the way. And um, it's then the fifth phase, which is I trust you. Yeah. And um, if you think about this, uh, you know, people listening in, hopefully find it very valuable. Um, you will notice people going through this on a, um, on a natural level, um, internally. So you can gauge where you are with someone and what you need to do more or how, you know, which phase you're in so that you can actually make sure that if you have a business that you're you know, promoting the business at the right time and you're, you're doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's a really good um, kind of five steps um, to that process, but definitely that whole idea around trust and not just a trust of a brand, because I think that applies to any sort of startup business outside of property in any industry, but also people buy off people um, in this day and age. I really think there is that whole element of if you trust someone and you trust their word, um, I suppose they do become that trusted advisor in every different element of their kind of career. So that could be, um, okay, I go to my accountant for one thing, but I actually get further advice from them because I trust them. So yeah, no, that's, that's really useful. Do you have for any, sure, for sure, for sure. Do you have any sort of advice to? I mean, I'm from a generation where kind of buying a property is always um, seen to be like it's it's a real struggle and getting on the property ladder. But if there's anyone out there who's looking to buy a property and it's their first one, do you think it the t- the right time is now, or do you think there's ever a right time to just need to go for it and put that deposit down? What would you say? Yeah, it's a really good question, and it's a question that I, ask, I get that asked so many times, whether I'm training property investors in workshops and courses, or whether I'm mentoring property investors one-to-one. I've trained over 500 people one-to-one right now, yeah. and I've trained over 10,000 people. And um, the thing is, they go through this process, like we just mentioned. So um, when it's too early, I don't actually share anything with them, because we're not here to fix people. Yeah. You know, yeah people have this illusion of, oh, it's okay for you, it was always okay for you. But they don't actually understand the adversities and, and you know, all the things that people have been through to be successful in many cases. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's not their fault, but they just don't have the right information. But when they move forward to the, to the next step, when they're kind of interested, when they're actually interested in you. So, for example, people listening on this podcast, the people that are here right now listening in, um, you know, I, I would say that it's absolutely 100% doable and there's too much proof of this. Yeah. So the, the, one, of the, one of the myths is, one of the myths is that uh, you need a lot of money to invest in property. Actually, you don't. Um, there are strategies, which are non-asset building strategies, which um, I train people on. And you, know, you can create a whole business with a little amount of money. Um, there are strategies where if somebody knows you know what to do and you learn what to do, because no one's a fool, if you know what to do, you might not have done it yet, but if you can talk uh, through the information and the information is coming from a trusted source, then you know you can absolutely help people with funds as well. So they may have some funds, they don't know what to do, but you know what to do. So there's another avenue. Um, then, then there's asset building strategies where you, know, you can buy your first or your second or your five or your 10. And there's just so much that you can do. 
In fact, what I love about property uh, is that is the fact that it's actually um, it, it, it's evergreen. You can actually, we have a system which we call the bar system. Uh, I, won't, I won't go into that right now. We have a bar system where you can make your money evergreen, forever green, where you are continuously uh, being able to fund fund projects. Wow. So it, it is a bit of a, a bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a myth, but like I say, we're not, we're not, we're not going to fix people because no one is fixing. If they want to learn more, they're welcome to learn more. Yeah, definitely. I think that's quite, and I mean, when, when you kind of, when was the kind of turning point for you to realise, um, this might be a personal question, but this is no longer about the money? Because I mean, when, I mean, personally, when I was younger, I was I was really money hungry. And don't get me wrong, I still am. But I had a point in my life where I thought, okay, I need to do something what, what I'm interested in and, and what I love. So, and then the kind of the rewards come after. Did you have a sort of turning point where you thought, okay, I would like to pass this knowledge on? Or, or did you have that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So at the beginning, it was about uh, when I was 18 when I started. Um, like I said, my nan brought me up, and my mum, you know, she she was working as a as a sewing mistress, and um, she'd work from 7 a.m. in the morning till 7 at night, wow. every single day of the week. She'd work in packed packed up lane, and then she'd come home at 8 o'clock, and then you know she'd be um, sewing in her sewing machine in one of these sewing you know sewing machines where you got all this fluff flying everywhere. <laughs> and she had to wear one of these masks and you know and and on a sunday what she would do is she'd she'd actually save up for her um bus fare so she'd travel she'd walk to work but then in, in the east end of london and she would travel back by, by bus and she'd save the money yeah. and then on, on sunday what she would do is she would take me to patty lane to uh, one of my most favorite toy stores and i think it was more freedom for her yeah and she would say um you can have anything you want <laughs> i think for her that was her freedom yeah. You know, that was her, her way of thinking. So, you know, uh, to answer your question directly, it was about, it wasn't actually about the money. Yeah. The money was, was a vehicle to say to my mum that I'm proving to you that your sacrifices are worth it. Yeah, 100%. That, that's what it was for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, once yeah, you go got on. to the stage where... Hmm? No, go on, go for it. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. so once we got to the stage where, you know, I understood that that wasn't really she didn't really need any proof anyway but we got to the stage um it then became more about well you know what can i what can i do for other people um yeah but that was a specific point in my in my life that uh, there was a a big turning on a specific day uh, on 17th of february 2008 when everything changed and i i started thinking about money in a different way yeah 100% i mean it's it's really nice that you have that connection kind of like with your 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 parents and your grandparents i mean i was talking to my grandparents yesterday and and they kind of said we used to work to literally put food on the table but they really are grateful that the kind of sacrifices like you say they made is allows us to kind of go into a career that we can enjoy not it's not just about the money um so yeah i couldn't agree with you more there it's really nice so outside yeah, and i love i love yeah mm-hmm. i love really um, you know yeah, people in the senior ages people that are actually alive rather than you know, they're actually alive for the 70 yeah. years so i have i have mentees who are you know in the ages of 70 we've got um uh, people that are sort of seven four or seven um uh, pi- uh not pilots but um, engineers and people like that in their 70s and the, uh, we've got a surveyor who's 77 years old his name's mac yeah people like that they're actually alive yeah and um i love that resilience in people so i think the, the you know my, my point of view is uh, that age is really a myth it yeah. doesn't really matter how young you are it doesn't really matter how old you are you can make this work if you want to 
Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, so outside of property, Cam, what are your interests? So you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a mentor. What do you enjoy doing? What I enjoy doing? So um, I'm learning to fly the helicopter very badly. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so that's the thing, you know, you, go, you, you sort of push it forward, it goes backwards, you go backwards and you, it goes forwards, you know. And when you're up there in the air, uh, you, you're... Um, your instructor says you do realize there's only uh, one engine. Well, thank you very much. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of excitement. So I do things like that. Um, I'm also learning to play golf. I, I can't play golf at the moment, but I'm learning to play it because I have so many friends that play golf, yeah. and it's a real shame because um, you know there's some real connections, really good people, and the way we do business is it's very natural. Yeah. Um, and about getting to know people. So you know these kind of um, you know fun times and sort of social events really help. So um, that's another one. So I'm not really that good at the golf. To be honest with you, I'm working on it. You know? So my, my money's got, my money's going to the uh, golf uh, the golf pro, but uh, <laughs> I'm working on that one. Um, I do a little bit of training uh, as well in the gym, uh, but that uh, again the money mostly goes to my gym. Um, I'm usually speaking or talking, or we have um, you know right now eight different evening events all around the country wow. in the UK. So um, we do some of that. I love inspiring people. Uh, I really enjoy that. Um, I suppose. That's why you would do this, really, because you don't really need to. Um, and people ask the question, well, you know, why are you doing it? Well, because I can. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. I mean, you're in a great position where you can do that. And I have huge respect to people who want to take out their own time and kind of put on pause of that whole idea of making money and, and give back to other people so they can help them. So, yeah, huge respect in terms of that. So in terms of, I know you mentioned kind of your family as sort of mentors and helping you get to a stage where you thought, okay, I want to kind of build my business and also your wife. Um, do you have any key mentors outside of your family who who kind of you lean on, not just now or maybe previously when you were starting? Are there any standout mentors for you and, and why were they important? Yeah, so there are uh, standout mentors. Now, these are usually, these are usually very private people. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, in the training world, there, there's mentors as well. So, you know, I've spent probably, what, a quarter of a million pounds on training courses and mentorships. Wow. What I find with this is there's absolutely a return on investment. Yeah. So, you know, it's about getting started. It's just about getting started. Now, the thing with paid mentors, what I like about paid mentors is that you don't feel obliged to ask them a question. So, you know, you'll get people that help you, but sometimes you can get to the case where you think, should I ask him? Should I not ask her? Should I, you know, should I? And there's all that going on. So there's a bit of a, sometimes it used to be like that. So when you pay someone, what I find is, you know, you're, you're due that time. Yeah. You're due the, um, the, the time that you, you've allocated, they've allocated to you. So, um, yeah, I've got a number of mentors. Um, uh, like I say, they're private people. And what I tend to do with mentors is uh, aim to, my, the game that I play, and it's a fun game, it's uh, befriending my mentors and actually seeing if we can actually surpass them where they are financially. So in a friendly manner, um, seeing that if we can take it, take it up another level. Yeah. And um, as you do, what you find is that the doors open up even further. My next mentor that um, we're um, discussing about right now is uh, Richard Branson. So uh, that's um, my, ne my next mentor. Um, yeah. But I've had a num number of different mentors mentors all the way through my life some like I say without realizing they're mentors yeah and uh, some of them um, have been um, you know strategically mentors in business and property great no it's, it's good to know and I think it's um I, I do like the whole idea around friendly competition with your mentors but it definitely is a driver for you to kind of 
push your business even further. I feel like in this day, day and age, no matter what your startup or small business or, or big business, you can't just stand still and be satisfied with what you have. Like you have to keep going and keep changing. And Richard Branson is kind of the the god of that, I suppose. So yeah, he'd be a great mentor to have on board. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, just people listening in, because this is about the people that are listening in, isn't it? So you know, if you're listening in, just think of somebody who typically just that slightly ahead of you, um, or I would say like two to five years, 10 years ahead of you. Um, so if I, if I had Richard Branson as a mentor, let's say uh, 20 years ago, or, you know, it wouldn't have been relevant at the time because it would have been just that two bigger step. And what people say they like about our, prim- our premier properties that we're very humble. And I like to keep things very simple, whether yeah. somebody is absolutely new or whether they're very experienced and they have a large portfolio. So I suppose it's a little bit of a novelty that, um, you know, we can gauge where somebody is and, and assist them in that way or in the information um, that they require in what they require. So, you know, just think about your mentors. Somebody just a, you know, a couple of steps ahead of you, yeah. someone who can help you. That's all the, so if you're at school, for example, if you're listening and you're at school, think of, um, you know, friends uh, a year older than you, you know, think of that. Yeah. Think of if you're in a work environment, in a corporate environment, you know, think of people that you, you kind of you get on with where you can maybe, you know, treat them to lunch or something. And they'll spend some time with you, and people usually openly share information, right? So, you know, if they've been in the company longer than you, that's another, that could be another mentor. And then, like I say, you can of course get strategically uh, mentors that you you pay for as well. Um, but what we're always looking for is return on investment. That's the that's the crucial part. There needs to be a return on investment with a mentor. Definitely. And they always really is. Great advice. Great advice there, Cam. Um, so my final question to you, Cam, which I ask all my guests and I love hearing their answers, um, kind of how they kind of come across this. But if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Mm, oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say dream big. Good. And if the dream, the, the gauge of this dream is there should be a certain number of people laughing at it. Um, if there aren't people laughing at it, it's not big enough. So that's, I would say dream big. And then with that dreaming big, uh, don't listen to the people that say you can't do it. And I used to think uh, people with letters after the name or people that were <laughs> of a certain age or older than me, you know, just because they spoke with a plum in the mouth and they were lovely people. Yeah. Um, I thought that they knew exactly what they were talking about. All they were doing was exactly what we were trying to, you know, Aww. get by the best that they possibly can. And so I would say, you know, absolutely, you know, have dream big, but also with that, create a plan with it. Yeah. And when you create the plan with it, you know, anybody who says uh, no to you, um, you just carry on and make it happen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cam. And thanks for your time on this podcast. A huge amount of kind of uh, relevant feedback and, and ideas around mentoring to our listeners, which is really kind of the whole point of these podcasts so thank you again um we will put all these podcasts um they're live on itunes we'll put it on cam social media and the girls in movement social so please do access it it's live on youtube probably later today um but yeah thank you again cam for coming on to the show you're welcome Polly, and thanks for listening in see you soon see you soon Bye.